just a disclaimer for this episode the audio is quality is not the best um due to the fact that i had to record the episode with my two guests in two different locations i hope that is okay and we learn something new hello everyone and welcome to the ubunifu podcast i am your host washarawa Zade, and i'm excited to have you here on this episode i have two lovely women who are i like to call the tech girlies because they are two women in tech please introduce yourselves michelle who goes first wait <laughs> michelle like, go first yes okay michelle juma you can go first hi my name is michelle juma um i'm a full stack dev mostly front end so yeah but I do a bit of back-end, and I'm very happy to be here. I mean, finally, we've had an hour of debugging. <laughs> okay. Okay. Guys, if you knew what was happening behind the scenes, I'll probably wow. add, like, bloopers towards the end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, yeah, go on to the other Michelle. Hi, my name is Michelle Kinder, and I work as a data analyst, a really cool job, oh, wow. and oh, wow. I am very happy mm-hmm. to be here. Okay, guys. So, the two things that you've said, I think the only thing that I know that both of you do that I can wrap my head around is a, like a data analyst. That's like very self-explanatory. You're analyzing data, which is exactly that. But I want to know like what it entails. So I don't know who's gonna go first, Michelle Juma or Kinda, whichever. Michelle. Okay. So you know it's so funny how you're saying Michelle. It's because the one Michelle is saying the other Michelle because you know, know. you're referring to the other Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> um, the data analyst can start uh, i mean okay so okay fine yeah sure uh my job involves a lot of research a lot of research because you need to be able to collect the data mm. that you're going to use whether you're going to collect it by interviewing mm. people or desktop research there's a lot of research and then um apart from that there is um you putting the data together you know in terms of yeah. cleaning it and ensuring that it is computer consumable you know like the data we collect mostly it's for mm. the human eyes but for the computer mm. it doesn't make sense so you need to ensure that it's in that state and then after that visualizing it and that's basically the best part because you get to choose the charts you want the bar graphs you want ah, so you, you know. use graphs and all those things yes ah, like so much yes. fun man yes so so quick question you said that um it's basically like tangible data so basically data that a computer can't comprehend because it's data that you've collected as a human being so do you mind telling me so how do you collect this data is it through interviews is it through asking questions is it through surveys is it through like actual going out there and I don't know cutting off from trees because that can also be data. Like, well, how do you collect this data? Um, it's dependent on what is the end goal of the data. Mm. So, if um it's data, for example, this time which we were trying to um figure out how hospitals work, how clinics work. So we went mm. out to the field and we were interviewing people, mostly gatekeepers of these clinics, mm. like the receptionists and all that. And we we're just talking mm. to them to find out 
how their day-to-day -day is, what applications they use in their workplace and things like that. Mm -hmm. And then now that is the interview bit of the research. But then sometimes you might find that there's already research that has been done by other people and the data is mm. available online. So that just means that you just go to Mr. Google and then you Google and then you collect yeah. what you feel you need at that point. Mm. Michelle, I have a question. Nice. Like in, in like collecting data or like maybe putting them together in the cleaning, is there like a cap to the limit of data you can you can analyze let's say if you want a census or something like can you say like is it like over 10 years worth of data or like over 20 years is there something like that yes yes there is because um time mm -hmm. relevance you see mm. sometimes you want to for example if you want to analyze the beginning of a company like nivea if you're analyzing the beginning of it a data from 2021 will not be relevant to you you see so you yeah. might have to go back and analyze data from when the company was started up to like 10 years in that is the mm -hmm. beginning of the company you see so mm -hmm. yes of mm -hmm. course there is a cap to it so so it's t yeah so it's it's time sensitive and so basically it's just logical like depending on what type of data you're picking up from i'm guessing time is a factor that's thought of um and also like the quality of data and yes okay that's really cool that's funny though because i've also wanted to do such a job because but mostly what i'm interested in is like the beginning part of collecting that data mimi kakuna kitu natukia is sifting through data i hate that so much because it's it's a very it's a very tedious process i think tedious process that deserves a lot of patience so yes. so walk us through that a bit how do you go through the process of now filtering and then now saying okay this is data that is grouped in this place this mm -hmm. is data grouped in this other place how do you do that um the data cleaning process is very exhausting as you said mm. extremely mm. exhausting it requires a lot of patience because mm. Sometimes you collected, especially if you're not the one who collected the data, you might find it because people, people write things as they see them, you see, mm. and you, when you come to read them, you might not see them in the same way. So you need mm. to lie to this person a lot to get a lot of insight from them. Uh, like how when you were writing this what was your thought process and all that so it's mainly the data cleaning process is just you looking through the data to find out mm -hmm. whether what has been collected is relevant for that particular mm -hmm. process that you need and then after that if there are any for example null values you know like zeros and things like that how are you going yeah. to deal with them you see sometimes mm. zeros also tell a story so it's not every zero that you need to remove you see it's not yeah. every zero that yeah. needs to be converted to a mean for example because sometimes they tell a story so you can leave them as they are or you can convert mm. them into something different and then That's after that Yes. After that, now you go into looking at now the columns that you have. Do you need each and every one of them? Because sometimes mm -hmm. something has been collected and then when it gets to your desk, you just realize that, oh, wait, maybe this part is not relevant at this point, you know, mm -hmm. so you can decide mm -hmm. to work with everything else except that. So, yes, mm -hmm. that's basically the data cleaning process. 
Wow, okay. That me I'll give you your kudos and your flowers because that's me I look at that and I'm just like kuna kazi mingi because me I cannot. Um you said that not every z- like not every zero Basically what you just said is that all every zero hey yeah yeah DJ pull it back pull it back pull it back anyway take it kizungu ilikuja na meli but what you said is that every zero matters so which is really interesting because you know when people usually look at just looking even okay like let's say numerical data So you have a bunch of numbers and you're like okay zero doesn't matter because it's just zero mm-hmm. one doesn't matter because it's just one and you're like okay the numbers that we we'll, we'll say we'll focus on is in tens so all the numbers that have zeros behind them are the ones that matter because it's easier to comprehend whatever nonsense all that nonsense mm-hmm. so that's really cool how you said that this is my <laughs> I like how you said that ev- like there are some zeros that matter and some that don't also yeah. this is me trying to conceptualize what you're saying So mm-hmm. I'm thinking out loud while I say it. Ah, it's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know where I was going with that. Um mm-hmm. but that's really cool. So it, my now my last question in terms of like what you do, how does that translate now into getting into the computer? Because you said earlier before this is data that the computer can't comprehend. So how do you mm-hmm. Basically to me you're a translator. Mm-hmm. How do you translate the data for the computer to understand? Mm, after that after you have the, the the data cleaning process is mainly for the computer not even for you you know mm. so mm. everything you do within that process it's to process the data in such a way that the computer that it's ready for the computer to do things with it whether you want to do visualizations it's easier mm. to do visualizations after you have cleaned the data You see, yeah, I feel like yeah. most people go straight to the visualization bit without the data cleaning process, which is very mm. important. You see, and then um, if, for example, you're creating a model, um, a Python model, you see, now there you will be trying. Hold on. Yes. Hold on. Yes. Python. What yeah. is a what Python model? What is a Python model? Mimi Python na So you tell me. No. Okay. Lauren. Okay. Um in tech we actually name our languages in a very interesting way, in a very cool cool way. Yeah, because Ooh. we have Python, we have Java as you can see. You know, like it's very... For me Java is coffee, but okay. <laughs> so, Python this PHP is which is also for like an elephant or yeah. something. This C++ Yeah, PHP is like yeah, it's some very weird naming convention. But I like it. What? It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Python is a programming language like C++, like Java and all the others. And um Python can be used in several ways. Mm. It can be used in backend which Michelle Juma does. It can be mm. used um in creating models which um mainly is done by machine learning engineers mm. and then it can also be used in um mm. creating models 
which is basically what mm-hmm. us data analysts do also what machine learning engineers do but like yes so um, a python model for example you can use it to for example predict house pricing mm. in a certain area you see so oh okay yes. so is it like a type uh uh-huh. I, I probably shouldn't use this term, but is it like a type of algorithm? Yes, I'm yes, too far. yes, exactly that. Oh, okay. It's exactly that, just as you've said. Oh, okay, so, so it just, you know, like how, like on the Instagram, actually, let's not use Instagram, Instagram is stupid. The Twitter <laughs> yes. algorithm, where if you like uh-huh. stuff, it shows you things that you would like because it's learned you and you need, so is that what Python does as well? It figures out and then it, it suggests, actually, like, uh, you might just yeah. find that the Twitter algorithm is a Python model. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've just said you might find. I'm not sure. You I don't know what language they it's use okay. we can Google. to program. <laughs> but. Ah, it's okay. We'll tell people. People out there, Google, <laughs> Google and see which one it uses. Let us know. Yes. Uh, I was saying something. Um, yeah, you were saying how you're using Python as a model to clean up, no, to generate after you've cleaned. Yeah, you can use you can use Python for several things. It's, um, for example, mm. if you're using a notebook called Collaboratory, which is a notebook that is used for Python, you can um, mm. import the data, clean the data within Python, and then after that, mm-hmm. you are able to create visualizations if that's what you need. Or you can be able to predict whatever you need to predict if that's what you need. So it's just dependent on what the type, what type of task you have. What you need. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. Mm, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's a very nice. At least now I know. Okay. I knew this before, but for the listeners who didn't know what Python was, it's not just a snake. It's also a computing language. Look, basically it's not just a snake guys you can use it to create code or to yes. code i don't know i feel like i'm just throwing in words but yeah um so moving on swiftly from my lack of knowledge, Michelle Juma, tell us what do you do? You said something about back end and front end. What is that? Oh God. Um full stack development is both client side and um server side behind this okay. interactions. Okay. Yeah, like the way like you open Facebook and then you see like your login page, that's mm. your user interface. Mm. But when you put in your email and password and then you press that button for logging in, mm. whatever does that process now, that's the back end. Oh, so what happens behind the scenes more or less? Yes, exactly. Okay. So I mm. do a little bit of both because mm. um, in front end, I was doing, is it HTML, mm. CSS and mm. JavaScript? Those are like the frameworks for developing websites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But now your website needs to have a database where you store your data. Data, yes, that I make. That exactly. Makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So the server side is like more of where you add functionality to your database. Like, yeah, I have your username and password, mm-hmm. but if you click login, what's going to do that? So that's back end. Front end is just Marembesho. Oh, so like, okay. basically, yeah, the color of your... which I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
yeah you mnaona marembesho but sometimes mnasema website is down you don't know maybe mtu ame ame taught your line of code <laughs> that's happening behind so <laughs> that's so, it so now when that line of code is removed what do you do juma do you create the line again ama <laughs> in the back end side sometimes you, you can create the line again you write mm-hmm. it but then i don't know what's wrong with code you can create the same line and then it doesn't work or it crashes ah. so yeah that's a very weird thing to do um i do my my front end in react there are frameworks like different what frameworks is react? i can react <laughs> react is a framework i'm getting to it like oh, let's okay, say okay, okay. michelle creates a website and mm-hmm. i create a website and you also create a website mm-hmm. but we don't have like we don't we don't know the same languages so a framework comes in the sort of Okay, how do you same languages as in Kiswahili or like language. programming languages so akina Python and JavaScript. Okay. I should stop being technical. Um <laughs> It's okay, it's okay. This is where we're here. We are learning. So I'm assuming yes. the languages are like now Python, JavaScript. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So Michelle, so, can Python be used to develop a website? Huh? What? Can Python be used to develop a website? Uh, I am not sure, but I will do some research on that. Yeah, okay. I yeah. really thought about it, but maybe, maybe not. Um, okay, so we... Some lang- Sorry, go on. Come again? Mm-mm, you continue. Um, there are different frameworks for different mm. languages, so that you don't have to write your code from scratch. Because ah. no one wants to, yeah yeah no one wants to write like from line one up to a thousand for the mm. same thing so frameworks are like packaged code mm. where you can take a little bit of this a little bit of that and you and put it you yeah and, and then you connect mm. it with some other code to make it functional <laughs> when do you use quotation marks to say other code because <laughs> i don't think that's the right word to say other code <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> yes <laughs> So basically mm-hmm. would this other code be something that you've created yourself or is it um like another yeah yeah it can be something that you've created for yourself because also the framework is not giving you like everything mm. like it can just give you like a button but now you have to like add some a bit of lines to make the button work how you want it to work uh, okay so basically yeah. like customizing yeah exactly like customizing okay So from what you've just said so Michelle has a network I mean a website I have a website you have a website but they don't all have the same language so what we do, mm-hmm. what are we going to do to fix that pro- problem No there's some frameworks that mm. um can run on I think is it all languages not all but most mm. um like they can work concurrently now that's mm. where like the server side comes in cuz mm. my front end is done in react js it's called mm. javascript mm. but my back end can be python or it mm. can be ruby but mm. the person who's working mainly on a back end uh, particularly the project i'm doing now is doing it in java i mm. mean i don't know java as much so mm. I, i do a little bit of ba- of both so your connection is what like frameworks come in ah, also okay so they yeah have... so yeah i don't need to learn like java, java or he doesn't need to learn like javascript so that you can mm. both communicate on the same thing hold on so there's a difference between java and javascript wow they could not yes. have thought of two different names for those two different 
languages. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference between Java and JavaScript. C plus, C plus plus, C sharp. Wow, C plus plus. Wow, yes. guys, please, you tech people really need to come up with better names because that's just confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but they are like they're very really nice names because there's, there's Ruby on Rails or something yeah there's but C R plus and C++ plus plus there's R okay but see you guys read that that's just the whole alphabet A, B, C, D, E, F I had Z and then from ah, that I, I used to read there's a naming convention that uses the alphabet isn't there? Uh, I'm not sure Probably. something. Maybe something. I can't tell you because me I don't know. But I'm sure. Me I'm personally, I'll say those people are smart. Because then there's chronology mm-hmm. and then there's, it makes some sort of sense. But then I could be saying that then in reality it actually doesn't make sense. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Alright then. You are recording. Um. So yeah. So now you said you work in the back end and the front end. So basically user interface and then the behind the scenes. So um, what is the follow-up question for that? I think you've already answered everything. You've told us how that works, what the back end is and what the front end is. And you've explained oh. the whole language situation. Oh, okay. Is you have something? Go on. Correction. Is it correction or addition? Because I'm not sure. The thing mm-hmm. that connects them to can also be called APIs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cindy, so an API is like Cindy or Nini API is a what? Okay, go okay, on. yeah. API the 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 cleanest um definition I can give you is that when you go to a hotel, you are there as the customer, and then you want food. But who's making the food? The chef. Now the chef is the mm-hmm. back end, and you you are the front end. So what connects you is the waiter. Waiter. So mm. the waiter is the API exactly. So even if you if you if you order your food in like. Kiswahili, your waiter will tell your we'll translate. Yeah, yeah. we translate to your chef what you want. So yeah. Okay. That's an nice. API. That's really interesting. You know, actually, the thing is, as I'm doing this tech series for the podcast, I'm trying my best to also learn. Ju, mimi ni majaribu kusoma vitu za tech and ish. <laughs> remixes all the time remixes what have you tried like, what are you guys saying what have you tried because you might maybe we pull up a page i don't know like i have documentation in akushinda bana um so basically i remember because i did icdl back in primary school so that's like very basic i learned how to use the very basic things other databases i remember this much very little about doing databases because it, yeah, because I did it such a long time ago. But I remember how much I loved using like Microsoft Database. Once you understand how it works, it's just smooth sailing, you know? Um, so I really enjoyed that. Like even now, growing up, I remember in my sociology course, we learned about like the Internet of Things and the collaborative commons and how people are using like Internet to do things collaboratively, where like th- there are no rules. Basically, the rules are you're just working together. And I've kind of picked up a bit on that when you were explaining how... In terms of languages, you have the server, and the server is like the common thing, and then you guys use it. Basically, what you explained, Juma, I don't want to explain it again because I feel like I'll confuse myself and everyone else. Um, so, so that's the only thing I know about tech. I've been trying to learn about P2P sharing and blockchain and the whole crypto calendar, uh, calendar umbrella. 
and zile remixes nimepata i'm just like what is this it makes no it makes sense but it also doesn't make sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway we won't talk about that today we'll talk about it later okay. but yeah um so i feel like you were, you guys have already answered this question but i was going to ask you what is something very interesting about what you do oh me okay <laughs> yes <laughs> okay uh something very interesting about what i do um for me i love the visualization bit i like mm. making pretty things i remember when we just started talking i told you guys that i'm obsessed with pink so pink yeah. even the wall behind you is pink I yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i love very bright colors I I love mm-hmm. pink, I love mustard yellow. So I like making things pretty. You know, once mm-hmm. I make my boards mm-hmm. and then they are all on my screen and you know, I can see different colors and I can understand what is going on. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a satisfactory feeling. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your creative side comes out in all of that where you're like really properly expressing yourself? Actually, yes it does. Yeah. it does because um i am a bit of an artist myself just mm. a bit i like painting you in the right podcast go <laughs> like painting yes. oh my goodness go guys i like painting and all that there's a mural behind me i'll show you guys later um okay yes so that also comes out when i am making my visualizations and you know mm. because i'm able to explain what is going on and then also i do a bit of i used to i used to run uh what is it called a blog before in like oh, nice. 2018 yeah. and 2019 but then now it has become something quite different for me i don't just blog mm. but i document what i do you see so like mm. i'm able mm. to write down on medium um this is what i did this is how the data set was looking You're when i found medium. it and then um this is what i did to it you know and then this is the output mm. yes nice okay reverse what is medium is medium like yeah what is that medium is a blogging site oh so it's like nini wordpress yes wordpress and there's another one ile ngine yeah yellow I'm a orange. So well, which one? Wix. Not Wix. Wix site is creating your own website. Uh-huh, yes. Um What's that one called? It's not Medium. I for- completely forgotten what it's called. Blogspot. Yes. That's the yes. one I was looking for. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Medium is like that. That's really cool. Yeah. That's nice. Even me I used to have a blog. I still have it and just I just update it when I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things you go behind the scenes. Uh-huh. But that's really cool. So like when you're able to visualize and express yourself like on a user interface you you really feel yes fulfilled and satisfied yes that's really cool and and michel juma will you what is something very interesting about what you do or what yeah i can basically create anything that i want mm-hmm. i think that's the best part of it all for me cuz mm. i can create a website and then i'm like what will this website do will it mm add users or will it record the number of people who are coming to another website daily or will this mm. website play spotify music for me according to my <laughs> moods like what is it so the process yeah. of like knowing like your limitations are endless you can create yeah. very very fun things 
not only fun but helpful um i don't get michelle i have like a bit of visualization part on mm-hmm. my project and i can't visualize for shit mm-hmm. like i just i would just, I would just put like a radar chart a pie chart and some weird graph there and that's it me i feel like i've done the best and then i've put different colors yeah, I yeah. feel like you know I've done this visualization. <laughs> so that is your visualization maximum. That is me at my peak, you know. Miss <laughs> for apart from that. But yeah, I think like if you're given an opportunity or like if you have if you're in a space where like you can create stuff, because uh, mm. yeah, you can you can actually do that and more. Like you can improve on the websites that are already there. Because with every day, a new user, what is it called? Is it a user experience? I think yeah. it's user experience. Yeah, like someone new comes with a very different idea. Like, what if you did this? What if you did that? Because we see UI changing mm-hmm. before our, our nini. Because Kitambo, it was just blocks of, if the button, it was very rectangular. Yeah. I mean, if it's mm-hmm. the, yeah, now they're more rounded. The mm-hmm. colors are not as bright as before. Maybe they're like, is it pastel or pastel? Yeah, pastel. 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 Yeah, exactly. So, nice. I feel like the more as people engage with websites, the more you get ideas on how to make yours better. And I think that's Definitely. nice, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also one of those things, like, the more users express how they're feeling with using the websites, then you get feedback, and you're like, okay, we can make it better. Yeah, yeah and then you make Plus, it yeah. better. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, so now you guys, as you've explained, you both work on. Com- <laughs> this is Washara just dummifying it for myself. Computer stuff, <laughs> more or less. Um, so yeah, we have a data analyst and a software de- developer. That's what you do, Michelle Jumas. Do you? Software developer, I think, is general. What? Okay, tell us what. What is your nini? Because you know, at least Michelle, uh, Michelle Kinda said, full she's stack a data full, analyst, full stack developer, full stack developer. Yeah, Why but measuring start, what, what are you stacking that's full? I'm stacking the front, I'm stacking your yeah. food, yeah, and the chef. So, yeah, oh but I'm focusing God, on how your food is going to look. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that yeah, makes yeah, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so we have a data analyst and a full stack developer. Um, so from what we all know or common knowledge or general knowledge of the public is that these are predominantly male professions. Um, and <laughs> Michelle, you might know, I know for a fact you don't work with that many females. So tell us, what's it like working in a predominantly male field? Well, I got like two, three endeavors. <laughs> I cannot lie to you guys. I cannot lie to you guys. Like, I literally have like one, two, and a three. Uh-huh. From being three. exposed to a lot of, I don't know if it's the testosterone or what. <laughs> But, but you're now growing f- facial hair, is what you're saying. I'm growing facial hair, like in my bucket on a base. But hey, Jesus, no! <laughs> like we need more girls, like in tech. Um, it's challenging, to say the least. Um, because mm. it's still a male-predominated world, and mm. in, in as much yeah. as like you want to do things because it's your choice and you're a and you're a human being, you can't cause there are some rules in place like the our workplace you can't wear like skirts that much 
What's your ragal? Yeah, but no, you can't wear short skirts because now you'll get oh. very weird comments from now your male your male colleagues. That's true. Yeah, yeah, and that yeah. makes you uncomfortable. So you just have to mm. stick with like the trouser thing, and mm. at the same time, it's also nice because it's challenging. Because mm. the first time, like I started doing this project that you're working on, I was asked if I can do it like in a week. I'm like shit. Mm. I can't do this shit in a week. But then yeah. my colleague there is saying, "Ah, me, I can do this shit in a week." I'm like, "Hey, okay, I can also do this shit in a week." Yeah, and I had to do that shit in a week. So, at the same point, like it proves to you, Ama, it gives you the motivation. Like, let me not prove them right that mm. women can't do this thing because. Mm-hmm. I'm here, I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah, and I'm going to do it like maybe much better, but then you yeah. yeah, we're on the same space and on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I think that's about it. And I don't know. Wow. Mm. Okay, nice. Michelle, can you tell us what what is it like? Okay. Um in my current role, uh we mm. I have very active strong I I love to say that mm-hmm. strong uh, and active f- women around me because oh, my boss is a lady and she's mm. very clear, very particular with what she wants, how she wants it done and things like mm. that. Mm. She's basically a no-nonsense lady and I love the fact mm. that I have her as a mentor but in mm. my previous role, this was my internship, um, I got to work in an environment which I was basically working as a software developer and mm. I was working in a company um, named Withheld. And it's mm. a very, okay, I had like four men around me and I was mm. the only lady and I was coming mm. in as an intern. You see? Mm. So mm. sometimes... <laughs> You know, there are those days where comments are made because, you know, like, yes, you live in a country, you live in a society, so you're obviously going to discuss things that are going on in the society, you see. So, when you happen to discuss things that are going on in the society, the number of misogynistic comments that you get, oh my God, they just put you off. You know, they put you off so bad, you literally don't mm. want to listen to them anymore. You know, you just put mm-hmm. on your earphones and you're like, you know what? This is a workplace. I'm going to work. Don't talk to me. <laughs> don't talk to me exactly again. Just let me that. work. Exactly. <laughs> just let me work and mm. I'll go home. That's it. <laughs> I don't want anything else. So that was... Go on. Go on, Michelle. Um, that was quite an experience for me because I have always had strong females and strong women around me you know from my mother Mm. to my first internship Mm. to this one that I have right now you know like it was Mm. all okay because I knew that I was safe but then here's a situation where I'm being thrown out of my comfort zone it was something very new badly Mm. extremely new and at least i got to learn a lot you know i got to learn that work is work and everything else that is out there is everything else that is out there and just don't bring that here you know don't mix the two it gets ugly 
that's 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 really impressive that you're able to learn this so early in your career because I feel like people who've also advanced in their career still have to learn that like hey there's work and then now there's everything else that comes with work. Mm-hmm. So that's very impressive that you learned that. But now I'm I'm gonna compare both your stories, even though I don't like comparing stories. So we have Michelle Juma on one side who's like eh. Obviously, she didn't feel comfortable to like wear a skirt. I'm sure you don't even feel comfortable dressing up feminine because men are gonna be men and they'll be like. Uh, I've worn a dress once, mm. once in the time that I wore that dress. Like everyone had a comment, and you know the people who are making these comments are not like twenty mm. six or like twenty two something. These are people uh, yeah, like yeah, who yeah, have yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. These are people like who have kids like and why what the hell <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like you don't yeah. need to comment that exactly so i said never and never again but again, then men are yeah. so misogynistic in the workplace like mm. at the which, point which i find to be so sad because like you you want to express your your feminist side feminine side you want to dress and look good as a female like mm-hmm. you're going to a male workspace where you know they're gonna come up with stupid comments say something about your body say something about how you look and that time you've dressed yourself, you've given yourself that confidence, you're like, and you're like, I'm looking hot, mm-hmm. I'm looking nice. Mm, but now I feel good about dre- myself. Now you can't dress for you, you're dressing for other people you get. For them, yeah, yeah. Mm, so, so, it's a, so it's now, a bummer yeah. though. I'm sure it's a bummer. So now we have that side, but then you also have the thing where you said that you're also, you're challenged because guys say they can do it but me i also feel like that's guys ego men will always say i can do it <laughs> they can't because they never ca- they can never say mini series mm-hmm. okay very few can don't shoot me don't kill me <laughs> but that's just a fact mm-hmm. a lot of men won't they won't be read they won't readily say i can't do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well for us women i think because of the way we've been raised even socialized or like we can quickly say I like i need help mm-hmm. So, but I'm glad that you're going through that and you're like, even me, I'll challenge myself. Because I'm sure after you did that project in that one week, you were like, eh, Enyere, I've grown. I'm assuming yeah, you were able to do it in yeah, one week. I've yeah, because now I had to like stick myself up with uh, my colleagues. And if there's mm. anything like I did not know, I had to ask them. So in the mm. process of even asking them, we're both learning. Because he mm. might find an error and he doesn't allow and me, I also mm. find an error. And then we cross-examine, we go back to the whiteboard, yeah. we draw it out, yeah. we come up with solutions. I think that was a very nice um, challenge I took upon myself. And I think I'll be, yeah, I'll be saying yes to things. Then kwama yeah. kumbele, that's when I get error. Exactly. You see, you cross that bridge and you get there. That's the right mentality, man. Mm. There's no point of, yeah, that's true. And then now we have Kinder Michelle on the other side who's working, well, you've worked in an area where there are many men and where you learned that eh, there's some things that just stay in the workplace and the rest that yeah. you don't care about. And then you're also working in a place that there are a lot of women around you empowering you. So in terms of misogyny and dealing with men, because... I hate saying this because men will be men because I feel like that's just giving them an excuse to act as trash human beings. But how have you navigated those small, small expressions, those small, small remarks um, in the workplace? We'll start with Michelle Kinder. How how have you na- how did you navigate that during your internship? Um, for me, um, I had to learn how to compartmentalize. You know, mm. just figure out what you will take and what you will actually mm. ignore and just act like you didn't mm. even hear it. You did not, this person did not speak. You know, they didn't say shit. Wow. 
and apart from that there's the other end where you actually have to stand up for yourself when you feel like things are getting to an uncomfortable stage you actually need to speak up mm. for yourself you need to be like um yeah i do not like that you know you have to express yourself because when you don't when you let people walk over you too much they think that you're mm. not headstrong enough to stand up for yourself It's and true. all that and they end up taking advantage so yeah you sort of like need to learn when it's not necessary for you to comment it's not necessary for you to tell this person anything and when you mm. actually need to tell them um you're making me very uncomfortable right now yeah so now my question is on the flip side because i feel like for women there's always that weird balance where you're like i need to be assertive but i also don't want to look like i'm too assertive and be like mm-hmm. you know the way they say ah this woman she's just too feisty or oh she's such a b word she's such yeah. a because but i think it's basically because you know what you want and most times when a girl is or a woman is being really feisty it's because she's been pushed to do that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because you're in an environment where everybody's telling you you can't do it or everybody just assumes ah, you can't do it you know yeah So so how how do you find that balance of I'm going to be assertive but at the same time am you just don't care there are different options what what is it like for you <laughs> Um okay I I don't know I I hate the comment that people make that women are very emotional mm. beings as if men are not yeah. you know but yeah. <laughs> at the and same they think they're time, not pushing you to become that emotional yeah. yes exactly <laughs> Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like just go with your own emotions, you know. Just go mm-hmm. with how you feel, you know. And before you do anything, you know, like running through your brain how you want this to go, mm-hmm. you know. Like if I say this, mm-hmm. how will, will it be received in the right way? Is this someone who I can reason with? You know, that's mm-hmm. something that you really need to think about because some people you just cannot reason with them and it would be useless for you to even make a comment because True. they will not understand what you're trying to say. But like, yeah, that's basically it. Just go with your own emotions. However you feel, handle it like that. Yeah. Well, that's tricks though, but I get what you're saying because sometimes people's feelings can be really misleading. But I understand what you're saying mm-hmm. in terms of like you do what's right for you you know yeah not yeah. what other people are saying yeah okay so michelle juma how how do you navigate those situations like because i feel like for you you're on the other extreme you're surrounded by men you've even changed the way you dress because of those men so how do you um at first like because you know like when you're hit with this thing like first time you get shocked mm. you don't know how to respond You're like next time mm. I'll do this next time I'll do that next time I'll do mm. this but when you learn that these people have no shame these hey. people have no shame at all <laughs> you should bring back shame so i think those a very um weird comment that i was given some time back and mm. i read online that if someone like makes inappropriate um advances while you're at work just ask him to like repeat the same question but now with another person that is there so mm. i usually that time i asked him can we go like now to my boss like let's go to our boss right mm. now then just repeat the same thing like you've said right now yeah exactly like i've said I let's don't go want peace i yeah. want problems i want problems always like <laughs> always. i don't have time for this 
So I'm like, they're like, no, I'm like, then why have you said that? Because this is very, this is a very uncomfortable thing you've said. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. not supposed to say it. Because if you can't say it to my boss, or like when other people you are, be are yeah, that, you're not supposed to say it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think they learned their lessons. <laughs> and then the next time I sent a Skype message by that, I told them, whatever you've said, I don't like it. Please refrain from doing that. If not, I will mm. submit this message to oh, our superiors. Yeah. yeah, it's scotched at policy by the Miss Kwanataka <coughs> Jones. Because it was, it, was it was getting stupid at that point. Oh my God. Imagine, you're trying to work someone who's doing this to you to tell you something ah. stupid. Exactly. And like maybe you're in your zone. So, mm-mm, I was not taking that. But, yeah. Leave me alone. Please leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. Please leave me <laughs> So, yeah, that's usually yeah. my statement. If you've said it and I don't like it, I say, let's go to my boss. You say the mm. same thing. So, let's see if it's now a laughing matter at the moment. Let's see if it's funny. <laughs> wow, mm. that's a tip, man. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Future me, I've bookmarked that. i booked bookmarked. Same. Ish. Guys, Same. use it, use it, use it, use it, use it. It works. Yeah. Like, okay. literally. Yeah. Kabsa, kabsa. Okay. Yeah. All right. <sighs> All right. The last question, or one of the last questions I was going to ask is, why did you guys choose to do the work that you do? Why did you become a data analyst? Why did you become a full-stack software developer? Full-stack developer? Who in that order um so okay data analyst first <laughs> for me i landed on mine by, mm. by mistake i'm not even going to lie mm. I, I wasn't looking out for this like i just found it and i was like mm, okay fine i can try this you know and then mm. it ended up growing on me and it's something that i genuinely like you know so even people in the house my, like my mother is always like yeah i know you're the kind of person to work overtime and things like that you need to stop oh. you know like you need to cut that yeah. you know you need to have that work life balance all that all that so mm. it's important yes yeah. yes it is so um yeah i just found mine by mistake and then i ended mm. up liking it but it required a lot of commitment a lot of practice a lot of putting myself out there which i'm just learning right now because i wasn't putting Mm. myself out there that much but then nowadays i do a lot in terms of that yeah wow Mm. so when you say you got it by mistake do you mind telling us like a summary of how you ended up getting it because you did say before you were a software developer so how did you end up becoming a data analyst um yeah i do i don't mind um i was it was my last exam paper and then mm. um that day as people we were also getting ready to present our projects our final year mm. projects and what happened was i was looking my sc- my school had signed us up for coursera you could do courses for free on coursera oh, okay mm-hmm. so mm. what um i did was i was going to coursera to look for courses that i can do as i'm at home before I get a job and then I Mm. saw this one for data analytics and I had seen it on Instagram being advertised several times so I was like Mm, your algorithm was algorithm I know (laughs) (laughs) so I was like um okay fine 
I read the summary and I was like, this is something interesting. This is something that I can actually try. So let me do the first course mm. and then see what it's about. So yeah, mm. I did the first course and then I was like, okay, this is something genuinely interesting. So I want to do the second course and to do the third one mm. like that till the wow. end. Yeah. Mm. Wow. So that's how, wow. Ah, so basically the algorithm algorithm due into believing that she needed to do data analysis and now you love it. Yes. And here you are. Yes. <laughs> here she is yes. algorithming. <laughs> algorithming. <laughs> but that's really cool. And it's also something you said earlier before when we were talking. You said that you really love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like you really love your job. Yeah. Please affirm that by saying it to the to the listeners because like me i'm saying it. They've not heard you say it. So tell us why do you love your job? Oh. Or like yeah. Uh why? Um, I've just thought about it today, actually, on this call while mm-hmm. I was talking. Oh. Yeah, oh, I just okay. realized something. I realized um the fact that I love art and I used to blog and mm-hmm. I like what I'm doing right now. I'm basically putting all these things together into one package, mm-hmm. which is my career. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah. Everything that I did led me up to this point. I don't know if you understand, which yeah, I think I is sort yeah. of like a revelation. You know, those moments that you have, you're just mm. like, wow, I figured it I'm out. Sure. You know, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I just realized that, yeah, everything that I did led me up to this moment. And I think that's really cool. Mm. That's extremely cool. Wow. Congratulations, because that's very rare to find. Well, it's not rare, but like it's just one of those. Yeah, let's clap for her. <laughs> but yeah, it's one of those things that you don't hear often. So wow, congratulations on getting there, and I really, really do wish you all the best. Thank you. Um, again, it's so nice to hear a young person doing what they love in this yeah. economy. Hey, hey. I understand. It's, it's hard. It's a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now Michelle Juma. Tell, tell me, tell me, tell me how, wait, no, the question is why you do the work that you do and then after why you love it, if you love it, because I actually don't know if you love your work or not or your job, but yeah, go on. Uh, I'm go- you're going to redact some few words. I love what I do, okay. but I don't like my, I don't like, I don't, okay. yeah, okay. at all, at all. You don't like your redacted, cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um... I don't know like it's a very vast um field from what mm. michelle can tell you um i've started i've started far i've started from it auditing mm-hmm. actually then mm. I, what's I that it's like now auditing if like your passwords are safe like did you change it oh, after every yeah okay. like so basically have you installed mm-hmm. new systems like is your license expired or whatnot that's mm-hmm. like meaning like a bubble of what auditing is and wow, they're taking me back to Nini when we were doing ICT. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Anyway, go on. <laughs> and then um, I went into cloud, imagine. I did cloud. Oh, wow. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I, was de- I did cloud computing. But you know what? Fuck that shit. Because, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do oh, that. Oh, yes, no. <laughs> I said no. I did mobile mm. development. Mm-hmm. But then now that was in Java. I created like two apps and then I'm like, I know, I don't think like mm-hmm. mobile is the one for me. So I tried mm-hmm. with um, making websites. Actually, I remember in 2018, there's a link on my Instagram that I wanted to make a website like would cater for 
educating like people on masses mm. on menstrual on menstruation as a whole or like the oh, menstrual right. cycle yeah actually because mm. now people are like saying like this cliche is like if you have maybe painful cramps it's like you're taking too many contraceptives do this this that uh, like yes, yeah it was yes. a lot of misinformation on the internet and like nobody was catering to like write the people mm. there or like to give mm. out credible information so mm. i started with um wordpress to create my website gang gang still there. <laughs> yeah it's still there but then wordpress was so limiting because there were some things mm. that i wanted to add i can't add so i said let mm. me start like on knowing the basics of website development that's when mm. i knew html css and um javascript so those, those are like yeah those are like the foundations of um web development but now if you mm. like want to scale up or like create like websites that can be used as a whole like can be scaled up like if more users it doesn't crash or anything now that's when mm. i added like react js as a framework so mm. i think yeah that's what got me into web and it's something that i like it's not something that if you wake me up at like 3 a.m. to do web development, I will not mind it. But if you woke me oh, up wow. at 3 a.m. to do Android, I would go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> literally go back to sleep and pull my covers up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. But yeah. yeah, that's nice. Actually, I think the reason I started it is just so to finish my 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 period website. Uh-huh. Which I will. And did you finish it? No, not yet. I will. I have a lot of unfinished projects. It's like normal. I want to do it's the... okay even me. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's normal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then instead normal. of finishing yeah, that one, me. I start another one. Yeah. So. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But okay. it's still there. It's still there. So, you've explained... Yeah, so why do you do what you do? I don't think you... I mean, not why. Why do you love what you do? Like, you've explained how you wouldn't do web developing or something you've mentioned mobile to be working on part three mobile. Yeah, mobile yeah so why do you love what you do now uh right now because i like seeing like as long as the people say that it's not good to like wish for microwavable results like to want yeah. to see something like in two seconds or in three seconds but in web like if you code on this side you see the change mm. like immediately on the other side so i think that's one mm. of the of the of the things that i like because i can see the progress that i'm making you get mm. like it's not like an exam like you can summer for like three months and then see if you <laughs> if you made some progress like okay power results no yeah exactly yeah. so this is if you do step one you'll get result one if you do step 1.5 you'll get result 1.5 mm-hmm. i think that's mm. a very good thing because it makes me be aware it mm. makes me also like if i don't like a certain feature on my website it will bug me until i get it off so wow. i'll have to yeah it, i'll have to stick there and i'll have to do it so i think that's a very nice thing for it mm. to have mm. Mm. i think that's why i love web web development wow. in as much as i don't like my credible results yeah mm. Which is a good thing, cause I'm like, good things take time. Like the things that you put your, you put your time and you invest time, effort, energy. I feel like those are the most satisfying things that mm-hmm. are in life, more or less. Yeah, cause you you've put in the work and you're proud of yourself. You're like, this is something I'm proud of. Me. Yeah. Yeah. From a blank page yeah. to like 
something that someone can click and do stuff and do stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's it. Wow, that's cool. Okay, so what would you guys say? This is the last thing before we wind up. Um, what would you to tell a young girl somewhere out there or someone our age who wants to get into um tech? Um, I would say it's a good field. It's a great field to mm. get in, and don't limit yourself. There are a lot of spaces that you can fit in in tech don't let someone tell you mm. that if you're not a developer then that's it for you you're dead that's mm. that's not that's not true that's a big lie yeah. so yeah. yeah there are a lot of fields that you can fit into regardless of what point of your life that you're in whether you are you know whatever age that you're in there's always a place for you mm. and mm. you just need to put in the work love what you do you know and it will always work out it's sort of it's it somehow always works out it just does it's true yeah yeah nice okay and then michelle juma um, what i have the, the advice i have for them yeah for like a young girl who wants to get into tech or anyone our age right now who wants to get into tech well, there's something that um, Michelle mentioned that she was doing that is like documenting. Mm. Yeah. Um, these days, uh, I've also started documenting whatever I'm doing. But apparently documenting or like blogging your progress, it doesn't have to be like a whole documentation of how you've created an app and everything and everything. Mm-hmm. Like if you, mm. if you did step one, like today I did, I, I learned how to add a button or add this or add this. That's like a CV. Yeah to the person mm. who's reading to your blog or maybe even your potential employer. So, yeah, so it's like a portfolio you're building. Yeah, exactly. Like you're showing them yeah. like I actually did this. Mm-hmm. So document, document, document and mm. never stick to like, if you feel like something is not up to what you like, you can always branch out. Um, yeah, you can always branch out. If you're stuck, please ask. Yeah. Ask, mm-hmm. ask, ask, ask. Yeah. Yes. I, swear Ma- if I you can ask, tell you for a fact. Yes, mm, go on. Ask, ask, ask. Because people will come swarming with solutions and you'll get like tons and tons of solutions and how to do it. And also like yeah. get a mentor. Um, maybe someone who like guides you or like in the same mm. field. Mm-hmm. Not as much, but a guide on where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I think that's it. And yeah, also focus don't trust these people out here they're not good these yeah, redacted <coughs> these redacted people, people <laughs> yeah let's focus on you <laughs> uh, oh guys um go- going back to that point that juma made about asking questions i remember that one time when you were asking someone who uses gc plus plus and then I, I asked and some random friend of mine was like, yeah, I know I can help her. And then I don't know. Did the person end up helping you eventually? Yeah, I think we, yeah, I think we talked after. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's good. Cool is as you, like always asking. Yeah, true. Yeah, always yeah. ask. Someone will come with like maybe a better and a more cleaner solution. Because sometimes mm. what I've noticed, um, um, how do I phrase this? I don't want to say women us we take a problem 
and like we might find a thousand ways to do ah a very good example if i want to google something i'm going to write the whole sentence in that search bar i'm going to write the whole set how i want i want a, a meme that says this 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 uh-huh. but yeah. then if you give the same problem to a guy he's gonna put like two words inside that two words yeah, yeah. and then you'll find actually the same find result. yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so we'll yeah ask to to find out how you can lessen some of your problems and your workload because mm. they find easier they find easier methods to solve things but we also find other easier me- methods to solve things to solve it's a 50/50 yeah. wow okay um one thing i i really want to like finalize on is like the 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 sense of like the tech community and how you guys help each other like in that way of like asking and then you have this person who's proficient in like let's say C++ and then you who's proficient in python and then you help each other to come up with a solution Do you feel like in the tech world there's a lot more of that collaborative working together? You know how like I mentioned the the internet of things and the collaborative commons. Do you guys have that a lot where you're working together in a collaborative manner? Yeah. There's a there's a website called GitHub. It's mm-hmm. like where you you work out your code, like where you store your code. So mm. they're like open repositories. Repositories like your project, like your whole project, mm. and they're like mm. private uh, repos. So in maybe the open ones, you can make it in a sense where like someone can come and contribute to anything. Like mm. maybe if you have a bug that is not fixed, you can pull. I think it's on issues. So mm. someone can mm. come just from anywhere. Bora, they have a GitHub wow. account. Yeah, yeah, and they can come and fix it for you as long as like your project is open for everyone to see. There are also open source projects where anyone can contribute actually. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. That's really cool because I feel like in in the world that we live in today everybody just wants to make for themselves, you know, like me, me alone. Yeah. Me mm-hmm. to make me and myself okay, but then they forget they're like oh screw everyone else. I don't care about everyone else. I'm just trying to secure my own bag. Mm-hmm. That's really mm-hmm. nice that you have something on the internet. Do you know how like Twitter is literally the streets? But even on Twitter if you ask for help, people will still give you help. So it's like a it's a funny balance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Michelle, Kinda, do you have anything to add? Um I learned something a bit golden mm-hmm. that um if if you're working like if you have a certain profession and you have mm-hmm. a friend who is doing something that is similar to what you're doing or something exactly like what you are doing work on projects mm-hmm. with them do projects yeah, with your friends true. because mm-hmm. you will always learn something new from this friend of yours regardless That's of true. what position they are in you know whether they are senior or junior or whatever work mm-hmm. on projects with your friends it's a very interesting thing that brings you guys together you know like your friendship becomes mm-hmm. stronger and which mm. is something that you need especially in this world out here you need friends you know you need people who are within mm. your court you need people who understand what you do and you understand what they do and also apart That's from that true. you get cool projects that you can show out there that this 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 is a collaboration project that I did with this person it also shows that mm. you are ready to working teams you know so mm, it yeah. it has a lot of positives yeah true true oh. true So yeah, the positives are you get to learn new things and you get to work on your collaborative skills and it looks good on your CV. Yes. Who doesn't want that? Facts. <laughs> yeah. Okay then, um do you guys have any questions, anything else to add? 
anything you want to say? Uh, no. Thank you for having us. No. Yeah, baby, and thank you guys for being like patient with me. Oh my god, two hours and nineteen minutes later. <laughs> Good. But we did it, guys. We did. We did I'm it. so grateful that we were all patient. Yeah, even you, Michelle Kinda. I'm so happy you were patient because me I was ready to Man pack the. up. Anyway. <laughs> me, guy, I thought my slot for crime has gone because I have another oh. meeting at 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine but, I understand. Yeah. Me used to schedule crime. And people think that I'm crazy for that. But Imagine no, you. No, no, no. I not understand. Crazy. I understand. Because other times. Wait, so company, now wait. Quick question: When you schedule your crying, do you tell yourself, "Okay, it's time to cry," and then you just sit down and the tears start coming out? Or oh, how does that work? May I go to the shower? Because I, I, <laughs> so you cry. don't see your tears. Yeah, I I, may, I I schedule my crying time with my shower time, and then I put the weekend. Then I'm gonna cry out. I'm gonna cry out. <laughs> then I'm gonna say I'm going to be fine. <laughs> may I set the mood. I literally set the mood. I have a sad playlist, so I put my no. sad playlist. And then I get into the blanket, and then now what I do is I bring. You see that emotion that I suppressed? Yes, I bring it back up. You bring it out. Jesus Christ! Hey, you start to remember why you told yourself, "Let me get this crying." Yes, yes. Wow, it just comes. That's actually. (laughs) That's that's very nice that you guys are finding places to process everything that's going on because yeah. it's very important yeah it's sure. a shame that you have to schedule it and i'm imagining going to say, ah, we're not crying right now we're gonna cry later